Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Yesterday was my mother's second birthday in heaven, and although we had a wonderful day celebrating and honoring her, truth be told, I really miss my friend. She was my best friend, you know, the the one who knew me inside and out, who I shared everything with and literally saw every day. Now, this may be a good time to let you in on knowing that we lived four houses apart on the same street, but she truly was my best friend. Her absence is missed in so, so many ways, but one is for sure is that friendship. Now, as we went about yesterday going and doing things that were special, uh, one of those was sitting on a dock at a lake and painting pictures, something that my mom and I used to do together all the time growing up. And I kept looking over at my daughter and she was so hot, she was just dripping sweat. And painting is not her cup of tea. She was having fun with it, just kind of doing her own thing. But she was there not complaining one bit. One, because she was honoring her grandmother, who she was super, super close to. But then two, she was doing it for me. Now, later that night, we went and sat at the cemetery, and I'm sure that sounds morbid, but for some reason, that that is one of my top two writing places. Everything just kind of comes to me when I sit there. So I was just typing away on my computer and and just feeling so peaceful, and I go to look at her, and she's just hanging out, just content, but pacifying me, and I just smiled and thanked God because he knew I would need her. She is my best friend. And I am so grateful for her and the bond that we share. And and it's so very much one that is that deep friendship that I was blessed with with my mom. Now, I'm sure that if we were gathered together and I asked you what trait you look for in a friend, we would have so many responses from the basic someone I enjoy spending time with or that deeper someone who's trustworthy or even more that depth of someone who gets me. But think about it a moment. Those who you have in your life, why are they your friend? Just this past week, I heard a pastor share about four stages of friendship. He said the first one is acquaintance. So it's those people we interact with or share fact type information with. It's different than a stranger, though, in the sense that you see them more often and and you build some sort of rapport with them. So an acquaintance. The second one, he said, is that peer friend. So these are the people who you enjoy doing things with, or perhaps you have a similar interest or passions, or maybe because you just find yourself giving of your time in similar areas. This could be uh, maybe a parent of your child's close friend, or someone you go to church with, or have a class together with at school. This is the friend you say things like, in my opinion, as it's not just the how's the weather type of chit chat, you know, as you would an acquaintance type friend. So the peer friend. The third one he shared is close friend. So a close friend hits that inner circle. What tends to differentiate a peer from a close friend is more similar or shared values and goals that you have in life. Hence why they penetrate in at a deeper level. These are the friends who have seen you at your best and your worst and vice versa as well. This is a a friend you share much of your life with and who is going to support you in your adventures, to to be a cheerleader of sorts. 
That's your close friend. And then the fourth one is your best friend. This is your person. This is the one who totally trusts and confide in with everything about life. This is the one that you've most likely spent the most time with, which has developed that close bond and trust. This is the one you are 100% real with. But what can we do to develop these friendships, whether it be an acquaintance, a peer friend, a close friend, or that best friend? I think the first place to start is what do your boundaries look like? Friendships are like a funnel. There's plenty of room for many acquaintances in your life at the top, right? But there's only a few spots as it funnels down for that best friend position. And that's okay. One of the couples I had the pleasure of leading as youth years ago gave me a plaque that hangs in my home. And it reads that there are basically three reasons for a friendship. One, a reason. Two, a season. Three, a lifetime. So what boundaries do you have in place and and perhaps even why? You know, kind of a filter of sorts or a vetting process. This will help you determine where people fit. Now, this may sound harsh. I, I get it. But if you try to be everything to everyone, you're going to drain yourself and you're going to have nothing to give. At the same time, if you expose yourself to everyone, you may end up with some hurt too. So you've got to be cautious there. We also need to understand that There's a a part of a healthy relationship of embracing the friendships of reason and season or overall length of time as friendship as a gift. Not all friendships will reside at the same level. They each have their own level or place to be a healthy relationship, or in other words, one where mutual respect and trust is shown, where expectations are understood so they can be met. Secondly, what kind of friend do you want to be? What time are you willing to give? And what sacrifices and investments are you willing to make? What's important to you in friendship? This kind of goes back to the original question of what trait we look for in a friend. But then kind of tying in with a past podcast episode where we talked about what legacy do you want to leave? Once you kind of have in place where people fit and what type of friend you want to be, Perhaps a good tool could be the five love languages by Gary Chapman. I love this. It really helps you know what your friend needs from you. Is it quality time together or words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, or even that physical touch? I am such a hugger, you guys. So this whole COVID thing definitely has tripped me up. The physical touch is definitely one of mine. But finding out what needs you can meet in that friendship because you might be giving the wrong thing. Maybe you're constantly giving them gifts and they just need to hear you say, hey, bestie, so glad to hear from you today. But really get to know what type of friend you want to be and what type of friend you have. One thing I value in a friendship is listening. You know, equal talking time. Now I'm a talker, so don't get me wrong, but I've had those friendships where when you part ways, you kind of question, they didn't ask a single question about what's going on in my life. You know, the friend who it's all about them. Those are the ones I tend to move more into my acquaintance or or maybe at most the peer level because they're going to drain me. We've got to show it's not all about us to our friends and and learning more about what matters to our friends, such as that, that test of the five love languages or the quiz, is the one of the best ways we can be a good friend to them. At my master's degree graduation, I was sitting there near the front listening to names being called, and I got a text from one of my friends. 
she texted me this picture of her and another friend of mine, and I couldn't fathom what the two of them were doing together as I could only think of the commonality that they shared was me. So I told her I was at my graduation, and I'd reply to her later, and she responded to me, I know, so are we. (laughs) I was shocked. They both knew me so well that they knew how important it was for them to come. They, They totally surprised me. They're taking time to come attend and and something that was important to me that that just deepened our bond so much more i was so grateful i think that leads me to the third way of being a good friend and that is to show up i'll never forget when my mom passed a year and a half ago one of these same sweet ladies actually she just showed up when others were simply telling me you know i'm thinking of you or let me know if you need anything She just showed up, food in hand, and sat in my bed while I picked out an outfit for my mom's funeral. I don't think she's ever going to realize how much that meant to me. Truly what a need that meant. Showing up may be physically present like she did, but it might be reaching out or just following through, making yourself available even by a text. Now, if you're like me, it's, it's hard to ask for things. It's not so much pride that's the issue, but rather feeling like I'm burdening someone or inconveniencing them. I asked someone for help a few years ago, and it totally fell on deaf ears, which honestly, it caused more hurt for both of us. But I really struggle asking for help. Thankfully, though, I had learned from a Sunday school teacher years ago, don't rob others the joy of doing something for you. Let me say that again. Don't rob others the joy of doing something for you. I don't know about you, but that sure was convicting the first time I heard it. So the next time I was hesitant to ask for something when I needed it, I recalled that statement. I had just returned home from a work trip and had to go straight to the hospital for a family emergency. And a friend happened to text me, I guess they heard through a prayer chain or something about the emergency. And they asked, what can I do for you? I'll never forget also how she worded that, not just Let me know if you need anything, but what can I do for you? And I think I surprised both of us when I told them my laundry. (laughs) I'm kind of embarrassed now looking back on that. But guys, I can't tell you how hard those words were to, to just form coming out of my mouth. But you know what? She showed up. I'm grateful for that, that friendship that had many years invested in it because it led to my vulnerability of sharing my need. Oh, friend, show up. When I think of friendships, the one I'm most in awe of is the one my mother had with her best friend, Sherry. They interacted as pastor's wives initially when they first met, so that was that acquaintance. Then they were drawn as peers when her husband and and my dad uh, got to be even better friends of her and her husband had moved here from another state and would be working alongside my dad. And so they just kind of got to know each other there as well. And then their interests drew them together because they, they were spending more time with each other through that bond of, of my dad and, and her husband. But both of these women, my mom and, and this friend, they were both teachers. They both enjoyed teaching a women's Sunday school class together. They would often cook for large groups, and they loved studying God's Word together. They just had so much in common that way that drew them. But, well, but then time, of course, continued to grow the depth of their friendship. 
Now, in some things, they were complete opposites, though. So I don't think a best friend has to be just like you. I think people who are opposite of us can actually complement us. And, and again, where their strengths are, our, our weaknesses are. So they compensate for us. Or where we are strength, they might have a weakness. And so we can help them out. Uh, for example, my mom was a total extrovert. And her friend was a total introvert. But their values and goals aligned, which allowed that depth of their friendship that produced that trust and authenticity and vulnerability and understanding and care and compassion and empathy and that genuine love for one another. They were so close that we actually referred to them as sisters separated at birth. It was such a beautiful friendship. Sometimes we can be fearful of past friendships that have gone awry, though, ones that have just scared us to put ourselves out there and befriending someone again. My mom and and her friend Sherry, they remind me of the beauty and the blessing that can come as a result of reaching out and letting others in. Tim Keller said, to be loved but not known is comforting, but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is, well, a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw us. I'd encourage you to, to think about those you have in your life. Who are ones you want to invest more in, to grow as a close friend, or perhaps even allow in as a best friend? Which friends is it healthier to simply be at that acquaintance or peer level with? Which friends are in your life for a reason? And what might be that reason? How about those for a season? And which ones do you see as lifers? Acknowledging where people are, setting those boundaries for where they should be, figuring out what kind of friend you want to be so you can be intentional in your friendship, and then just showing up. All of those combined should set you on track for a successful, supportive, and healthy friendship circle. Now on that note, to my friends, thank you. Thank you for being a part of my journey. I am so blessed to still keep in touch with a dear friend from my childhood years. I am blessed with friends as a result of the churches my dad has served over his decades in full-time ministry. I love getting to see some of them at my annual Christmas open house. Well, okay, pre-COVID, but hoping that tradition will resume one of these days. I have some friends from past jobs who can still make me laugh or even bring a smile on a tough day. I have friends who have re-entered my life after years of our growing separately in different areas. I have friends who have been the blessing as a result of heartache. I have friends who are seasoned and some who are still youngins. They make me feel old, or sometimes they make me feel young again. (laughs) But it's as my mom taught me through songs since I was little. She would always sing, Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other gold. (laughs) So friends, whether for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, I am so grateful to have learned from you to have been challenged by you, to spend time with you and grown alongside you and to be loved by you. As Philippians 1.3 perfectly states, 
I thank my God every time I remember you. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.